brand new edition of Virtue and Vice right here on TheBigVetoBrand.com. And I am Virtue being joined by, unfortunately, not Robbie Vice, because he wants to take some time away from talking about wrestling because of the vile, rabid, disrespectful AEW fans. But joining me this week is Big G. You've seen him with me before. What's up, Big G? What's going on? Yeah. Sunday Sunday night was was crazy. Robbie had asked, you know, how to purchase it. And I had mentioned, you know, BR Live. And I got off my phone and like 20 minutes later or 15 minutes later, this whole debacle went. And I was like, holy hell. I was like, how are these, how can there be people out there like that, you know? And Because they're losers. Yeah. So did he tweet Dave Meltzer? I don't know. I tried to look back at the original tweet, and he had deleted everything. And what he had posted, I think, is what he said he was going to take a break from wrestling and doing videos and stuff like that. And, you know, I think Josh Mansfield commented. I commented on it. and But, yeah, so it was like here. Here's the crazy. story. Here's the thing. as we, We're going to talk about AEW Revolution and the fallout. Yeah. But I am sick and tired of the dirt sheet writers. And it's not just Dave Meltzer. It's yeah. most of them. Because they hate WWE so much because they hate sports entertainment and they love the in-ring work. But the thing is, they're not being true journalists if they're not finding anything wrong with AEW. Because, quite honestly, there's a lot wrong with AEW. I'm on record saying I love the first three months. The first three months, yeah. it's probably a lot of just booking of by the boys like Cody, the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, Jericho, and deciding what to do. Tony Khan kind of just was letting them do their thing. Yeah. And then right when 2020 hit in January last year, Tony Khan wanted to really be vocal about, hey, I'm writing and booking these shows now because it's like his dream. It was like his dream to be this huge wrestling promoter and booker. And the fact that Dave Meltzer is putting everything over. I have not seen him criticize anything. Maybe, oh, that match wasn't long enough. That that's yeah. not a crit- criticism. No. And it's it's getting absolutely ridiculous because they are not anywhere close to a perfect wrestling company. The no. fact that they keep bringing in big names. They've had Mike Tyson, Sting. They brought yeah. in Big Show, Christian, which we'll talk about. And they still, Dynamite still cannot draw over 1 million viewers. No, that, that match with Shaq on Dynamite, which opened the show, stupid. You thread that to the main event. And that had over a million viewers for that match. Guess what? The rest of the show, back down to regular numbers. Yeah. And, and the fact that it's like the, these dirt sheets and Dave Meltzer want only the little wrestling bubble of niche wrestling fans to watch a product all to themselves. Yeah. And they don't want casuals to come back anymore like in the past. So this is just ridiculous. And I am going to critique revolution for the good and the bad. So I did see it. Um, opening tag, opening tag match, because I want to young bucks were involved. Yeah. And they went over Jericho and MJF. Um, Seriously, what like this is ta- they're the tag champs, right? I get it, and they they won it not too long ago from what FTR. FTR, yeah. Back but, at the um, last pay per view. So and... I, I guess I don't. I guess I don't mind. I guess what I'm saying is I don't mind the Young Bucks getting the win. 
keeping the titles. It's going to create a little tan, a little rift in the inner circle, which makes it interesting. Let's tune in Wednesday night to see. See, that kind of stuff I can tolerate because at some point, is Sammy Guevara going to come back? Is MJF going to turn on Jericho? That's cool. That's what I like. Yeah. But when I was watching this match, Big G, there were more false finishes and kickouts in this match than the whole Attitude Era combined. Yeah. And how is this professional wrestling? I thought MJF held the match together to to my just to keep me entertained but like when yeah. he wasn't involved you know in jericho he's getting up there he's not bad but the young buck stuff is just not believable what did you think i mean i did like you know mjf and jericho being in there and i mean i don't want to say i have nothing bad against want to say anything bad against the young bucks i mean it's their style of wrestling and there's, a, like you said, there's a niche group of people, and I mean, that been following the Young Bucks pretty much since they started. And they like that kind of wrestling. And it's a, what we grew up watching is different than what everybody else is watching. You know, they, they started watching, you know, the false finishes and all that stuff. They, yeah, there's, but like now said, nobody's watching. It's just a niche yeah, group. And there's, there, you're right. There are so many. There's so many false finishes. It's it's hard to make it believable. Like you kick out. I mean, there was there was times like the super kicks that they were hitting. I think MJF with like back and forth. I was like, how are you gonna you know kick out of that? You get kicked like six times and you kick out of that. It it was crazy. The Meltzer driver sucks, by the way. The guy's already down by the time the other guy that spikes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so stupid that they named it the Melter Driver. I'm like, really? You're trying to get more attention from the guy by naming a finisher after him. Now, I'm not going to cover every match here. But the next match I'm going to talk about, I enjoyed. And this might not necessarily be any chronological order. Hangman Page versus Matt Hardy, I enjoyed. And I guarantee Melter probably rated that one of the lowest match stars because it was a slower pace, more psychology. It it built up to the end, to the crescendo. Um, you know, Dark Order came out. You know, we know the whole deal. Matt Hardy trying to sign Hangman Page. And who knew it in the end that Hangman Page is going to be buddies with the Dark Order? Um, yeah. Obviously, with Brody Lee passed away, maybe they will go that route and have Hangman Page be their next leader. We'll see. But I enjoyed this match. I did, too. The way that it built to Hangman Page getting the win. And yeah. what did you think about it? I liked it, too. Um, you know, Hangman Adam Page has come a long way since... Uh, when AEW first started, like nobody really knew who he was, and they started building him up as like, I guess the cow a cowboy, and he likes to drink. And you know this match, like you said, it was slow, it was methodical, psychological. You know, Matt Hardy was trying to do everything in his power to get his earnings, and you know you had Private Party try to interfere and whatnot, and typical heel fashion. And then, like you said, at the end, after the match, Dark Order came out. And, you know, it would be cool to see Hangman Adam Page be the leader of uh, the Dark Order. But, you know, who who knows what they're going to do with Dark Order moving forward. I mean, you can only do so much without Brody Lee. And, you know, nothing against his son, Negative One. I mean, the kid's only eight years old. I was like... You can have, like we've mentioned before in the review, have I told him come you they'd exploit that. I told yeah. you. Yeah. And I mean, I think he was out there a couple weeks ago. 
watching a match or something like that. I mean, that's cool. He was standing on the stage watching, you know, his favorite wrestler. I think it was five or whoever. But yeah, I mean, we'll see. And Matt Hardy, you know, being the whole uh, delete Matt Hardy didn't work in AEW, it seemed like. So they went, he went back to his older gimmick, the big money. No crowd, no crowd. Yeah, the crowd. That that killed it. Honestly, he could say whatever he want while he got away from it. No crowd killed that. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So the ladder match, which the winner of the Sonic the Hedgehog ring or the Krispy <laughs> Kreme donut, I believe, becomes number one contender for the TNT championship. That's what that yeah, was for. He's fa- yeah, he's facing him tomorrow. Um, all ego, Ethan Page, which, you know, he used to wrestle a lot here in Cleveland. Okay. Uh, he's kind of really definitely got in shape. And, uh, you know, when I saw him at some of these promotions in Cleveland and what he looks like now, he definitely deserves to be there. You know, he's an indie guy, popped indie fans. Yeah. Um, could he become, you know, a decent guy in AEW? Sure, I think so. Um, I thought for sure Cody was going to win this one, right? Yeah. Cody getting the brass ring. But um, the par- private party guy, which, what was his name? No, it was Scorpio from it. Oh, I don't know if he's with SCU anymore, but Scorpio Sky. Oh, yes, yes. Not private party. SCU. See, they all blend into me. He (laughs) is now the number one contender for the TNT championship. Um, Some spots in this match, like, you know, just ridiculous. Like when Marco Stunt came out and did that Hurricane Rana to, I think, Evil Uno. And, dude, he he fell off of the doing the Hurricane Rana, and then Evil Uno stood there for a second and then ran Oh, you're thinking that's not the ladder match. That's the tag team battle royale. Oh, that, yeah, okay. So that was the botch. Well, that was the botch for that, okay? Yeah, I I remember seeing that. Yeah, and I really didn't want to talk about, that was the only thing from the tag team battle royale I really wanted to talk about was that botch. That was Evil Uno, right? Yeah, correct. Back to the ladder ladder match. match, though. There was a spot where I think it was Ethan Page chucked somebody um onto luchasaurus who had the ladder over him and it's like you know i get it ladder matches you have to have those ladder spots in there yeah but um i i don't know i mean what, what's your thoughts of scorpio sky winning this i mean it seems like scorpio sky is you know fading away from seu doing his singles thing um he did face cody for the tnt title when cody held it so that i mean the ladder match itself was decent. I mean, there were some spots. I think I think Archer should have won it. You know, they. I, I, that's just that dumb. He should, it, he he's a he's a big guy. Yeah, he's a face now. And oh, was uh, Archer? The Archer was in the ladder. When yeah, okay, yeah. Ethan Page. Who did he power bomb onto him? Uh, was it Max Caster? It was somebody. I can't remember. And, you know, Cody, you know, he sold the shoulder injury throughout the match. And, I mean, that was – and then he came back, obviously. But, I mean, I, it was a good match. I thought it was decent. So, we'll see. I think that uh, maybe Scorpio Sky probably jobs again. I mean, it's Darby Allen's the TNT champion right now, right? Yeah. So, we'll have to see. All right, let's go to the cinematic match. <laughs> did we? Did they say it was going to be a cinematic match? Or were no, they actually- didn't. See, so they kind of surprised people because when it happened, I'm like, I actually thought, especially when we saw Sting Power get powerbombed on Dynamite, I thought, okay, they're going to work a match. I mean, we knew it was a street fight. This totally looked like one of those old abandoned Model T Ford warehouses, and I had to do some research on Google 
there is one down there in Jacksonville. I don't know exactly if this was the place or not, but yeah. a lot of those Ford places, if you've seen one, the way it looks inside with those windows, a lot of them were designed like that. Yeah. But yeah, you know, Brian Cage and Ricky Starks versus Sting and Darby Allen. And of course, Taz was on commentary. The commentary was kind of very weird here. But what was yeah. your overall thoughts? I did enjoy it. I didn't enjoy it as much as the final deletion stuff in TNA or the yeah. stuff in WWE when Jeremy Borash is involved because he's yeah. so creative with that I stuff. I mean, for... But what did for, you think about this? For this being AEW's first cinematic match, I thought they did good. Yeah, the commentary. They shouldn't have had any commentary. I mean... um, what was it the boneyard match? There was none, you know. The final deletion, you know, the one previous ones, there were never any. Yeah. There was not any commentary going on, so they could have done without that. Um, I mean, we, Darby I Allen, kinda, man, he took a beating. God. Yeah, he did. Um, when Hooks and uh, Hob showed up, and they just like pretty much beat him down, and you know, Sting did what he could. Sting looked pretty good. He didn't take as many bumps, obviously. Um, I like this spot where, obviously, I mean, it was a high spot where Dobby Allen did the coffin drop onto Brian Cage through the, you know, the platforms, making it look like he dropped through, like, five level, five stories or whatever, and, you know, Sting hitting them with a shovel. <laughs> that was cool. Um, I like yeah, the throwing Sting the baseball bat, and he, he caught it. Yeah, he was like, hey, I mean, Sting, and then he threw the... Took, I'm so, I wonder how many times it took them... Cause it it was filmed. I wonder how many times it took them to like get get it right to where like he threw it and he caught it. I couldn't have been on the first. Uh, yeah, try. that's what I was thinking. We don't know, but you know. But I'm it sure was very could. well done. I liked how it was. It was like very dark. It reminded me like something out of a movie almost. So. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I know, you know, I'm surprised. Like. Meltzer and stuff doesn't like that kind of stuff. It's interesting what he uh -huh. would maybe rate a Boneyard match, but then what he would rate that match. And that would truly show you bias. What did Meltzer rate those other cinematic matches, not in AEW? Yeah. What did he rate this one? That would really show you the bias. Yeah. But, um, Sting and Darby Allen for the win. Yeah. Yeah. It okay. was yep. Christian Cage. <laughs> well, we got a Brian Cage and we got a Christian Cage. Um, you know, Christian, I, you know. Big shows over there now, Christian. I don't think Vince McMahon does not see AEW as competition. When they when they can't draw over one million viewers against WWE's minor leagues, NXT, that's right. I still call it that. Vince yeah. McMahon is not worried about sending people over that he's used for years and years and years. Christian yeah. left before to do TNA, so this is nothing new. No. I like Christian, right? Good for him. Yeah. I love that. It's funny, Jericho, Christian, and Big Show, last I knew, all lived on the same street or the same neighborhood down in Tampa. They all have Tony Khan's pocketbook, checkbook. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, with the hype that AEW builds around these, you, you think that it's going to be this huge news, and, and then when you get a Christian, it's just it's underwhelming. Nothing against Christian, but, like, you just don't don't promote it. Just, just announce it out of the blue. Yeah. Just be like, hey, we have a new signing. Guess who's all elite? Then you don't have fans' expectations set so high. And then yeah. when Christian comes out, everybody's talking about it in a better manner. What's your yeah. thoughts? Yeah, I mean, good for Christian. You know, um, I mentioned it on my show earlier. You know, coming back at the Royal Rumble, we knew it was a sign that he was coming back. And, you know, 
people were speculating. I think we even talked about it that we thought he was still at WWE. I but did, then a yeah. couple of days later, you know, because the Royal Rumble him. appearance. That's yeah. we kind of figured, and he'd be in the storyline with Roman going into WrestleMania. Exactly, and you know, that, Drop, missed opportunity by WWE, by the way. It, missed, exactly, missed exactly. They, I get, I don't know if it was the money or what it was, but anyways, you know, Christian being there, that's good for him. Um, he's still. He's out there to prove something too. I mean, look, Edge is back. Daniel Bryan came back from a or from a career-ending injury. Jeff Hardy are still wrestling. How weird is that? It's, those four. Those four, yeah. You have two in one promotion and two in the other. Just yep. weird. And it's it, it's crazy, you know. But I don't think Vince is like mad per se that he went over. They're getting paid big bucks. That he know he knows they're getting money and he doesn't have to pay them. And he's yeah. he's probably happy for them. And, and he knows it's you know and I mean, I mean what when, kind of when, money is AEW making? I, I don't think they've made money yet because of the pandemic. But but WWE I don't think is, either but, but WWE like, has because of the way they're structured and they're so with the T V deals. Yeah. The WWE network, but, you know well, I don't know well, you got to think all the money that they got from they have from the football team, and he's got to have he's got to have crazy money though. It doesn't matter. People this, left this is a, right. they're, they're losing money doing this, and I yeah. think it's I think Daddy Con just is using it as a tax write off for his bigger profitable businesses. Yeah, and he's letting. I'm sure he goes to his dad. Figures with the toy ring in the basement. Yeah. I'm sure he goes to his dad and says, "Hey, Dad, let's sign this guy. I want this new toy." <laughs> it's that's I mean, exactly good what for they're... Christian though. Good for Christian. Well, I mean, for, like, yes, all of them getting money off of these people. Yeah. And, um. Yeah. You know, he. I'm sure he's gonna wrestle probably another year or two. You know, just to you know, this is how he wants to go, and not being forced to retire, and not be able to do what he loves. So. All right, let's move on. Main event. It was for the All Elite World Championship. Kenny Omega defending against Moxley in the Exploding Barbed Wire match. Um, so the the normal part of the match, you know, it's everything you expected. You know, you know, you want everything done safe. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm sure they had some areas of the rigid barbed wire, but a lot of it was all, you know, smoothed off, so they really didn't get hurt. They did get bloody. Yeah. The bombs, obviously, there was a you know as soon as they hit the ropes. It was supposed to trick the mind, you know, because you don't want these guys really getting it's for visual effect, but you know they're not really getting hurt, right? Yeah. So the main part of the match it was everything it was I expected. Good. Yeah. It was especially because I had they, never seen a bar bar death. They match, just don't so. have WWE production and they yeah. really drop the ball at the end. And it's not I'm not gonna blame Eddie Kingston because he's probably got going in when he came out, you know, and that whole thing was supposed to explode and they actually there was something on the internet where it showed an exploding ring before in japan where the whole they did like a cutaway probably yeah. with dummies in the ring and actually had and it looked cool yeah. this was awful i mean it just was like gilberg explosion and eddie kingston probably thought it was supposed to be a lot of smoke and and fire right and by the time it cleared off you didn't know what went in the ring so yeah. he's doing what he thought was gonna he, he's not looking at what actually happened yeah. So I don't blame him for overselling. No. I just blame AEW's this piss poor production. Nobody will ever match the WWE in production. So what's no. your thoughts overall here? And I just like they're going to cover it up now. Is Meltzer going to criticize this? 
Well, um, or, or is it going to be more freaking excuses? So the, the the main part of the match I thought was decent. Like I said, I had never seen an exploding death wire, barbed wire death match. And, you know, I had high expectations for it. And I thought it was really good. You know, the visual effects, the, the detonators going off, you have the smoke and them making it look real. And I like the, um, what was it, the, the exploding barbed wire bat that the Good Brothers brought in. That was pretty cool. And then the end. So we all kind of figured, you know, the match wouldn't last 30 minutes. So, you know, Good Brothers did their thing with Kenny, beat up John Moxley, handcuffed him. I was like, okay, they're going to let Moxley stay in here. And I didn't think Eddie King, nobody, I didn't think anybody was going to come out. And you see Eddie Kingston come out. I'm like, holy crap, what the hell is going on? I think I was like, he's saving his friend. They, they intended for it, the smoke bombs and stuff to instantly fill the screen and it just yeah. that second set of smoke that's what threw it off and it that's when it just you know the sparklers was looked like yeah. a Gilbert but yeah something something definitely happened See, I don't know if they did I know people are making excuses for it and I saw the promo I saw the video afterwards when Moxley you know cut his promo and stuff like that and he said what he said about the fireworks and or the bomb going off but I wonder if it was done on purpose or if, you know, like Kenny Omega, you know, made it that way to make it everybody think, hey, all these bombs are going to go off. And no, it's just a couple sparks. They're going to try to cover it up. Yeah, they they're going to cover it up. They wanted it to look cool. And, yeah. and like Eddie Kingston and, and, you, and that stuff you film, so, you can't film live. You have no. to film and edit because then they could have debris and everything all over. Yeah. Uh, you know the guys in the ring that's clearly a bad production issue they should yeah. have not even had that as an option and just had the exploding barbed wire match and then the finish was the finish they didn't need that extracurricular because yeah. then there wouldn't have been a dud and then people wouldn't have been talking about yeah. it, like poor production and that's I mean, on them no like cover you said, eddie kingston he's he sold the crap out of that <laughs> he he's really did it's gonna look cool right he doesn't yeah. know yeah at that I point mean, but he's good probably for him. like what when someone whispered to him, he's probably like, oh, shit, are you kidding me? Like, he probably is regret, like, but there's nothing you can well, do. You just, I've been hearing things that Kenny Omega like was furious, too, about it. So, I mean. But that's, you just don't do it's, stuff it's like it's that. It's production. Like. It's production. Like you said, they're not going to, they don't have WWE money to do, to do all that. So. Not necessarily that. They just don't have the right people that know how to do that stuff at yeah. the professional level that WWE's crew does. So, anyway. Um, I, you know, on a scale of zero to $50, what do you rate revolution from your, don't, I'm having you go first. What do you rate it on a scale of zero to $50? Cause, cause that's how we're going to rate AEW pay-per-view since that's top dollar for them. I'd say about 35. Okay. About $35. I mean, cause we're so used to paying $10 for the network and we get everything with it. And there was some good matches on there. Don't get me wrong. I mean, most of the match, most of the card was good up until the end point, but I, I'm giving it a big old, bucks. a big old ten bucks. Okay. Ten bucks, and think about that. You, people are gonna say, "Oh, you just hate AEW." I'm giving it the same amount that you pay WWE soon Peacock to have a full month of full access of the whole network. Yeah. So that's not that bad, but if you want me to rate it 40, 50 bucks, I want to see Tyson. I yeah. want to see CM Punk. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying Brock Lesnar, 
but like I don't want to <laughs> see a fizzled out pyro show that go that goes bad. I don't want to see Evil Uno running off the apron trying to sell a Marco stunt Hurricane Rana. Oh yeah, the whole Orange Cassidy, you know, he came out to in his little match, right? What was yeah. that match? With, you know, of course, uh, with Miro. Miro, Miro, yeah, in a tag match, Miro had to sell yeah. for Orange Cassidy. Poor Miro. Dude, that, that's that's all I got to say. Poor Miro. But yeah. then again, WWE screwed up two main event pushes of his. So, you know, why not go over there and collect Money Mark's money? All right. With that said, Big G, we are <laughs> over our time. Go ahead and do your plug. Yeah. So, nodq.com slash bigbiology takes you to my Twitter page. And on there, you'll find my link to my YouTube channel. And check out the Gridiron Grapple every Tuesday. Um, eventually, I'll get you on. We just got to figure out a time for you whichever works best for you and make sure to check out the no dq review this coming thursday it'll happen we're saving it you know we're saving it the superstar that i am <laughs> anyways wrestlemania season's coming up so yeah. follow me on twitter at no dq underscore virtue you'll see all my stuff there for no dq the big um hopefully we'll get robbie vice back in the future you might see big g some more though and in the intermediate so for big g i am virtue this has been virtue and vice with Big G, this is the BigVitoBrand.com. Thanks for watching on Twitch and listening on Anchor and iTunes and No DQ wherever we post it. See you guys and gals next time. See you guys later. I feel like Big Vita, Big Vita, yeah. I feel like Big Vita, Big Vita, yeah. Feel like Big Vita, yeah. I said, I said, I'm up next like I got the call from Vito. We not some average Joe, stay escaping from Leo's. So call me Big Vito, I got a kick like a shoddy. And like Ciroc, you're taking hard shots to the body. They had you in a dress, but you were still styling. And if they talk crap, hit them with the code of silence. Tell these haters, get on me, your style stays sloppy. Tricking out the right.